Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Trap Draw. TC, if I'm not mistaken, I think this might be our last preview of the calendar year. It is. I, I think we're going to skip Mexico. Maybe Unless we, we can get El Tucan. Unless we can get El Tucan, which we'll, certainly will effort him. Uh, and, but I was thinking maybe we get a, a run Houston right back with the ladies U.S. Women's Open. But we'll see. I don't want to make any promises. Caught but, some flack with Bomani. That he, you of know. course. But PGA Tour-wise, uh, I think yes. likely this will be it for the calendar year. Uh, so I just want to say, first and foremost, what a run. I, I can't wait to uh, honor to turn the calendar over and, and to uh, head out to some new places. What was the first one of these we did? Um, was it the Kamish? It was the Kamish. Yeah, it certainly was. In the Plex. Now the Kamish is out in Phoenix. We may have to... Hopefully we can get the commission back for the waste management. Yeah. He is I'm uh, excited to do the whole West Coast swing. He's in That'd dental be... school. Yeah. Uh all right. Before we get into Sea Island, I want to thank one of our sponsors, New Belgium, New Belgium Brewing Company, for uh supporting us, being a sponsor of not only this podcast today, they were an uh a presence at our NIT tournament. They donated a lot of beer. They put on a free beer for a year close to the ping competition, which was really cool. Folks can check out their website, newbelgium.com. I want to highlight, so I was poking around. Pretty cool, pretty cool company. Started in 1991, uh, 100% employee-owned. They do a ton of good stuff around sustainability, uh, charity. They are like platinum-level bicycle-friendly business, which is very cool. I think both of us enjoy. Yeah. Fort Collins, Colorado. Fort Collins and now Asheville as well. They have another uh, brewery up there. Uh, what else am I? Oh, a platinum level certified zero waste business, which is also very cool. Outside magazines, one of the best places to work. Uh, so yeah, if, if you're in the the grocery store, we talk a, a lot about grocery stores. Hopefully you're in a Kroger grocery store. They have it at Publix too. So. <laughs> uh, check out New Belgium. They got a, a variety of of different brews and uh, what's what's your are you a fat tire guy i'm a i'm a personally a juicy haze uh voodoo ranger so i had a lot of fat tires i, I don't not like fat tire uh it's traditional amber ale I, I and i was going back they have this lime infused lager yeah which i've only seen it it's a great in florida variety beer. packs but i think that's my favorite and uh my other favorite that they make is their wheat beer. It's like a, a I don't know, I, I kind of feel silly saying vit, vit beer, but I, I think it might be, you know. And then they've got the, the citradelic is cool too. Yeah. I like that one. So, so uh, huge thanks to New Belgium. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't have a, uh, a an access code or anything like that, but definitely just want to say thank you to them for their involvement at the NIT and for, uh, for sponsoring the Trap Draw and would encourage folks next time you are looking for beer to consider New Belgium. Now on to, uh, I'll throw it to Mr. Jeezy. Favorite trapper, favorite trapper, the absolute truth. 
Thank you, Mr. Jeezy. TC, put Masters Week behind us Monday night. Do we have any mea culpas? We're on to Sea Island. Uh, For McSchwanz? Yeah, I think a, a few a few mea culpas. There were a few people that said McSchwanz may have may have been sheltered or I think McSchwanz was very upfront <laughs> about being sheltered. Uh, a couple of people roasted him for his his uh, restaurant recommendations and and you know I think that's fine. He's been out in San Francisco for however long now. He texted texted right after he's like oh, I went I blanked on all of these <laughs> and then he texted us an hour after that. He's like yeah and then like half of these have gotten you know shuttered due to COVID. Yeah. So, you know, kind of a tough scene there. Probably the big one, uh, I, I think you're claiming I entrapped you, but is <laughs> Andy Ogletree, not Oglethorpe. Uh, that's, listen, that's, I, I apologize for playing my role in that. Uh, Actually, there's a there's an Oglethorpe connection uh, to Sea Island. Uh, the original English name was Fifth Creek Island. First known uh, white settler, of course, the, the Native Americans were there first. Uh, Captain James McKay, who served under General Oglethorpe at Fort Frederica. How about that? You know? Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, I, I don't know of any other huge mea culpas. Did any come your way? Not really. No. Oh, the the, the lake. People are all oh, over us about yeah, the lake. Oh, yeah, yeah, lake, yeah. Lake, lake Thurman is different than whatever the whatever other lake was. Whatever the little was. pond there is <laughs> near town. But, you know. Uh, so I think, you know, we'll, we'll apologize for that. That's, yeah. that's no biggie. Next year we get another chance to do it all over again with Augusta. Cause that one's always on, always on the schedule. Of course. Uh, gosh, where, where do we start? I huge Saturday for you with, with your boy Lance taking pole position. Well, some late breaking news. I knew you were going to shit on him. Uh, he took the pole and then he, he faded, uh, Checo, Sergio Perez, uh, got a podium. Yes. Very, very cool. Yes. Um, you know, it's cool to watch uh, Lewis Hamilton come from behind for once and have to, you know, move his way up the grid. And, and he did that, and it was just a pleasure to watch. He's the GOAT. I, I was going to say, I, you know, for as long as I've been watching, this was the first race where it really felt like, oh, yeah, that's why Lewis Hamilton's the best driver. You know, like he's not he's not only in probably the best car out there, but his skill was on full display. Uh, this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, very impressive. Well, the, and there's some late breaking news out today that, uh, you know, some people said this was just Lawrence Stroll leaking this to make Lance look better. Uh, but I guess there was there was some front wing damage to his car and it was oh my gosh, causing that's... severe degradation of his of his front tires and, you know, clearly not his fault. Nothing's ever his fault. So, speaking of Lance Stroll, um, you know, who did we effort this week? I think it, that starts starts really and ends with uh, Drew Love. Of course. Uh, many many people have called Lance Stroll the Drew Love of Formula One. Uh, Drew, we're not on speaking terms, uh, so he did not return our call. Yep. Uh, who else Who else did we effort? Well, I wanted to track down uh, John and Charles Wesley, who were uh, instrumental. The, the John Wesley fathered the Methodist Church. Mm. Wesleyan, uh, is this Wesleyan colleges and all that? Yeah, so they did a lot of missionary work at St. Simon's Island. Wow. Um, of course, growing up in the Methodist church myself, that would have been a <laughs> big thrill for me. Obviously, they weren't available. Um, so I think after that, you know, we went a few different ways. Uh, you Qu know, Kwame Brown. 
Corn- from nearby Brunswick. So yeah, he could have asked him about some of his Michael Jordan stories from getting drafted by the Wizards. <laughs> getting you know uh, chewed out by Michael Jordan. Just getting absolutely <laughs> bodied. Uh, by- late late career Michael Jordan. Exactly. Uh, Heather Heather uh, Whitestone. Do you know who that is? I'm not familiar with her work. She was the 1995 Miss America. First Miss American uh, with a disability. She uh, has been deaf since the age of 18 months. Um, DJ Dallas, uh, Seattle Seahawks running back from Brunswick. He's part of their stable right now, isn't he? He went to the U. Of course, not not Miami University, but University of Miami. Uh, Folks may... You know, maybe Maya Culpa for, on the Red Hawks. They got trounced in Buffalo last week. I believe you call them the Spread Hawks. Yeah, bad bet. Anybody took anybody took the Hawks. Bad bet. Bad bet. Uh, and I can report that the big battle of the bricks this week with Ohio University has been canceled. Canceled. Uh, OU had a big COVID outbreak. Not so, good. Shocking. Solich isn't isn't doing a great job up there with with the vid. Exactly. Um, gosh, I mean, what else? What else is? What else is shaking? Did we make any other phone calls? I feel like I made another call or two. Um, you know, uh, I mean, JT Poston's already been on the trap draw, so we couldn't we couldn't get him on. He lives down at Sea Island. Alton Brown, I think, would have been a Food Network. Yeah, of course. I don't think he was born at Sea Island. I, th- I think these are more people. That, maybe they've just been on vacation a time or two. I don't. I don't know how they're. Heck, I've been on vacation at Sea Island. <laughs> yeah. So there was uh, my personal experience at Sea Island. Uh, there was got friends of ours had a family house down there. Um, you know, it's 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 a blue blood, southern. Uh, really, I would or really any any place kind of vacation destination. Um, I remember there was a, a young lady. In my high school class, uh, her grandparents had a place down there, and uh, George W. Bush stayed there during the G8 summit when they had Not it there. there. You know, I, as a man who spent time on Sea Island, St. Simon's Island, and Hilton Head Island, how would you compare and contrast? Uh, I mean, Hilton Head is basically a suburb of Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> or Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, like mid to southwest Ohio. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. so like Amelia Island and Hilton Head are very similar. They're developed okay. by the same guy. Okay. Um, sea Island is radically, radically different. You feel like it's much more of like a. It would be like if Charleston was like an exclusive resort. Gotcha. Kind of. It's like the you know you've got the weeping willows and it's very, uh, you know, very um, kind of old old South. Like so they so they they spent like, I don't know probably close to a billion dollars like renovating the cloister which is the you know five star five diamond hotel there on the on sea island and uh and then they they opened that up like revenues went down you know quite a bit uh almost took synovus the banking company totally under this was right and then and then so it opened right before the recession and they were making like a real estate play with it and then it, it like they made it too fancy and they made it too kind of prim and proper. So then um Philip Anschutz, the the uh uh Colorado businessman, yeah. He he owns was he own like uh it's like Anschutz Entertainment Group, uh AEG, and they own like Staples Center and I think he owns the Broadmoor. I mean he owns a bunch of stuff. The Washington Examiner, I know that's your favorite <laughs> uh newspaper. 
Let's yeah, see. you're right. Like he owns the LA Galaxy. Oh no! Excuse me. He he, he like founded like Major League Soccer. All of MLS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like started the league. Gotcha. He's the principal owner of the LA Kings. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. And then he owns yeah the the Staples Center, O2 London. Um, he owns Coachella Music <laughs> Festival. He owns Broadmoor. Very cool. Uh, the medical center or the medical campus in, at University of Colorado. Okay. It's named after him. So all that. Yeah. Anyway. He's a, he's the fiftieth richest person in the country with a net worth of ten ten point one billion dollars. Um, anyway, he he bought Sea Island for probably forty cents on the dollar, and um, I think he's put some good money into it too. They like the the plantation course that they redid with Davis and Mark Love uh, redid. Is, they did an excellent job with that. Uh, Seaside course is one of my favorites. It's it's a it's a fun place to go. Uh, I don't think I could ever live there though. Right. It's it's a vacation destination in my mind. You know who we we should have called? I don't, did you call him? The greatest running back of all time was born on St. Simon's Island, Georgia. Hold on. Greatest running back of all time. Let's see where you're going with I th- this. I think, I, and I think greatest running back of all Fred time. Fred Taylor? No, <laughs> I think he's your favorite running back's favorite running back. Like like the one who everybody says is actually the best. Hmm. Uncle Juice? No, but I'm guessing it's Uncle, Uncle Juice is from San Francisco, right? Port, Port think Trillo older Hill. than think older than Juice. Uh, Jim Brown, yeah, he was born on Saint Simon's Island. He was born on Saint Simon's Island. Really? Yeah, I mean, has Wikipedia ever been wrong? He, that feels uh, like bullshit. He man. grew up on Saint Simon's Island, and then he was uh, he eventually moved Holy to shit. Manhasset, New York, on Long Island. There you have it. Oh, his dad was a professional boxer. We so that's okay. That's our first man call. We actually should have called him. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been huh. great. Um, uh, you kind of just blew my mind, man. Yeah. How about that? Whoa. Um. God, that's wild. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, going back, I'm I'm shook now, man. We, I mean, maybe that's it. Well, maybe should we just get right into it, or what? <laughs> I mean, what do you? Uh, where do we go from here? Uh, Bob Schieffer. Bob Schieffer. Bob Schieffer. Schieffer. Who's the old sixty Minutes guy? Is it Schieffer? Schieffer. How do you how do you pronounce that guy? Face the Nation. CBS Evening News. Oh, I, th- I thought it was Schieffer. As S C H I E F F E R. Schieffer. Yeah, Schieffer. Uh, John John Smoltz. Maybe he lives there. Marma- Marmaduke. Uh, Adam Wainwright's from from the area. Of course. Um. Yeah. I can't believe. I know. There you Jim go. Brown. There you have it. That's wild, man. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, and then you know we we live what an hour, hour and ten minutes, hour and twenty minutes down the down the the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Down here in Jacks, so mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, interesting place to go to go for the day. Always hit, you know, there's a couple couple restaurants I always hit up there, and then uh, but yeah, I just it it's I would get um, I would get cabin fever if I lived there. Just like it's a very, it's 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 small, and, cloistered community. Yeah, yeah. and you're kind yeah. of on the island, and you're truly on an island. Yeah, and I think that's that's well put. Uh, well, who who is our guest today? None other than uh, the one and only Panther Mike. Panther Mike, folks might know him. He gets shout outs in most of our content. Well deserved. Uh, Panther Mike has not. He's not from Sea Island, but spent uh, some good years there. And so we talked to him about that. Panther Mike's a Midwest guy. 
Iowa, upper Midwest, Iowa, Minnesota guy. Uh, we'll also talk to him a bit about that. But yeah, if you've wondered why he's called Panther Mike, why he gets shout outs, we get into a little bit of that. Uh, and just, you know, honestly, one of the, like, the nicest guys I know. Yeah, that goes without saying. And then I'd also like to shout out my buddy, Brett Lang from high school. Of course, please. He won the Western Am- or won the Western Junior Amateur at Sea Island in one of the most impressive golf performances I've ever, you know, like heard about. Well, tell me more about it. He was he shot uh I believe he shot 69, 69, 69, 68. Oh my gosh. On the seaside course in the wind. I think he won by five or six. He was the only guy under par, beat Luke List. And uh, he was in the same group with Luke and uh, Matt Every, the final round. Huh. And, uh, yeah, he said, he said Every's caddy that, that day was like a local guy, and he was, he, he was like, commenting on everybody else's shots. <laughs> so he, he was like, that's gone. <laughs> oh, you're going to have trouble finding that one. <laughs> exactly. So it was awesome. So anyway, but, yeah, his name's up on the, up on the you know, Back in the in the clubhouse and everything like that, and then uh, yeah, that same uh, you know that was illustrious year for Brett. So always try to bring that up when I can. Awesome. Uh, did he have any thoughts about perhaps missing his final putt on the last round? Uh, he should have making if a he clean six. I've never actually asked him that. I, I will yeah. ask him that and report back. Uh, all right. Well, awesome. Before we get to that interview with Panther Mike, I want to thank our second sponsor of this episode, and that is Whoop. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. TC, a uh, lot going on the last week. Uh, my my recovery scores were not good. Uh, we had some <laughs> some drama uh, on, on our message board. We had the masters going. We have a bourbon sponsor for the we have a bourbon live sponsor. Shows. Yeah, we're watching golf. We're uh, just a lot going on. So uh, it was fun and in kind of a more morbid way to to see my poor recovery scores last week. But my goal this week, with with you know things slowing down, uh, trying to get more rest and and seeing those recovery scores hopefully increase as we go along. Um, God willing, hopefully they better increase. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, what kind of, what kind of strap do you have on right now? I have the white one. Okay. The white's a good look. Cause it like, otherwise, I don't know. I'm it, down here in Florida. I wear a lot of white, I like Wimbledon, you know, Wimbledon yeah. whites. Um, and then, uh, so, sometimes I'll put the denim blue one on cause oh. the white one will get a little dirty. Well, you probably shouldn't wear the white strap after Labor Day. That's true. It's, it's kind of a fashion. Good looking out, man. Faux pas. Uh, listeners, right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code TRAPDRAW at checkout. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com. Enter the code TRAPDRAW. You can save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter with Whoop today. We thank them very much, and uh, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Panther Mike. And I will say, I'm not a big, I'm not a big workout guy. Um, but it, it's a good way to like kind of own your health, even if, even if you're not working out, like, Hey, right. if, you know, my respiratory rates up a bunch, maybe I should go get a COVID test or something like that. Amen. Like, you don't have to be a CrossFit person. Like you could see how much a, a half hour walk helps, you know, stuff like that. Check this out. My neighbor Sunday morning or no Saturday morning, he woke up and he ran to St. Augustine. Oh my God. 26.1 miles. <laughs> 
And that was his goal for the year was to do a marathon. And every marathon he signed up for got canceled. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they had us over for like we we had um, Catulo's pasta over on the back porch. And I was like, yeah, what are you, what are you guys up to tomorrow? <laughs> he's like, he's he's like, like well, I'm just running down to St. Augustine. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to run to St. Augustine. And he, and he had to go like an extra block. So he, so he went left out of our neighborhood and then went down to A1A instead of going right. And to, going down to, to get, like that extra, to get like that extra of a mile. tenth of a mile, so we didn't have to <laughs> go across the bridge in St. Augustine. Huh. So well, yeah. good, good for I your was neighbor. Just like, Man, That's you're, very cool. you're a, and he and he did it without headphones. Which way was the wind direction that morning? That would it, like if it's if it's a headwind for 26 miles because it's straight like north south. I think that it was, would be tough. I think it was coming off the off the okay. ocean a from like his cross. left to right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So anyway, uh, shout, uh, shout out to Alex. There you go. Uh, awesome. Well, here's our uh, here's our conversation with Panther Mike. Hey, Grandy. Panther Mike. How are you? I'm great, man. Better now. How are you? You got TC on the line as well. P. Mike. TC. What is up? Where do you want to start, Tron? I feel like Panther Mike needs no introduction, but a lot of people, <laughs> probably once a week, we get a message from people saying, like, just I just need to know who Panther Mike is. I was gonna say if you're if you're a, and probably most of the people listening to the trap draw hopefully are, are pretty big fans then they've they've seen a shout out or heard a shout out to Panther Mike at one point or another and probably some of them don't really know what that refers to maybe we should start right there with <laughs> the entire backstory yeah and it, because it involves Sea Island too so maybe we yeah. should yeah. yeah maybe we start the story from our perspective okay. So we were uh, up at your timeshare. We were, we you were at Hilton timeshare. <laughs> yeah, at the, uh, the timeshare. First time I'd ever met DJ Pi in person. We were drinking uh, some cactus lime beverages. Yeah, we were hanging out at the, uh, the Heritage. And one morning, you're like, hey, well, do you want to go play Sea Island? I said, sure. Who, who do we know at Sea Island? And he said, Panther Mike. And... Uh, I, I think my natural question was, okay, yeah, like who's 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 Panther Mike? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> Never met in person. So Panther Mike is your Twitter uh, handle. And why don't you Correct. tell us, why don't you interject right here, Panther Mike, What what is, why that Twitter handle? Where, where did that come from? Oh, I, w- I wish it was a better story. I mean, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a decent story, but um, as some people might know, I played golf at the University of Northern Iowa, which is the Panthers. Shout out David Johnson and, and Kurt Warner um, and some great basketball teams. But when I was growing up, uh, my, one of my grandpa's best friends, the huge Iowa State Cyclone fan, his name is Dave Keeley. And Dave was known around Iowa for calling in to these talk shows and just absolutely ripping on what was happening in all things Cyclone sports and taking headshots at the, at the Hawkeyes as well. So he would call in, he would say it was Cyclone Dave. And Cyclone Dave was known to get, again, very volatile and, and into it. But uh, so when, when I signed on with you and I, my dad, Chris Foley, started, uh, started calling me Panther Mike. So not, I wish it was a better story, but that, that's the story and, and I'm sticking to it. So, all right, so picking that up, Randy and I make the, it was probably, what, two hours down to, Sea Island, Brunswick area. Yeah, from, yeah. from uh, Hilton Head. I mean, Once it takes you get off the island, or off, get yeah. up, you know, get off Hilton Head. But we go down and uh, we pull up to the to the guard gate at uh, Sea Island Golf Club, and you know, the, the roll down our window, 
Um, so, hey, we're playing golf here today. Security guard says, hey, you know, what time are you going off? We said, we don't know. He said, well, who are you playing with? And we said, <laughs> Panther Mike. <laughs> Who's? And he just kind of looked at us and he just like waved us through because he's like, you guys are morons. Yeah. Uh, so we, I mean, we even rolled up to the clubhouse and we were like, I, we, none Panther of us, Mike? yeah, none of us know what Panther Mike really looks like. We, we didn't know. even know, like we, we could have been, somebody could have been t- completely messing with us, uh, throwing us for a loop, but it turned out we played golf with Panther Mike that day. Uh, and it was the start of a, of a longstanding friendship. That's exactly right. Well, I, I wanted to wanted to come clean on something. So a couple months later, for anybody that's been following for a long time, Big Randy, I don't think you were there, but TC, you were for the Oak Bridge shootout. Yes. During and the players. I want, yeah. At, I uh, want Oak to make Bridge this known. Yeah. I did not get eliminated on the first hole. Graham Shirley and I both hit terrible chip shots, but I didn't get eliminated. I made it to the last hole as a ghost. So... I get a lot of crap sometimes about my chipping because of that video from early fans. So I wanted to make sure the air was cleared. I made it to the last hole. So that's, that's the biggest reason why I wanted to come on is I I wanted to, it was very therapeutic for me. To be fair. Uh, you did double chip it. I did. TC chend it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I stuck it into the ground pretty bad. Yeah. I, I didn't deserve to go to the last hole, but I did. Well, so people have been asking me like why, you know, um, just about being lefty and your father is actually the one that is, uh, has, is, is kind of shepherding me along in this process. I actually, I haven't, my back's been hurting, but you know, your dad was like, yeah, like I, I taught, I taught Michael, I taught Panther Mike how to, how to play golf. I can certainly teach you how to play left-handed sort of thing. So that was, you know, that was how that got started too. Um, so for folks listening, Panther Mike is a lefty. Yeah. You guys yeah. are, you guys are fellow lefties. Uh, we found community in the big, in the big left miss. Cause that's like the worst. It's 10 times worse than the big right miss. Cause it's so much spinnier and like, I don't know. It's just not good. There, there's nothing that I hate more in life than the big left miss. I mean, you could do a lot of worse things to me than me hitting a big left miss. It's just awful. All right. Let me, let, let's jump in here, Panther Mike, and let's explain why you were at Sea Island. And can you give folks an update on what you're doing today as much as you'd like to fill them in? Uh, you know, what, what'd you do after getting out of Northern Iowa? So I, I guess my relationship with Sea Island actually started quite a bit before I started working there. So when, when I was 10, um, we went down to St. Simon. So to kind of get it out of the way, the, the misconception is that the lodge at Sea Island is actually on Sea Island, which is where the main hotel is. So St. Simon's houses uh, the, the golf complex of Sea Island or Sea Island Golf Club. So we go down when I was 10, and we never stayed actually on the resort, but we would always rent a house. And I would go over and I would get lessons from uh, the great putting instructor, Mike Shannon, who was there for a number of years and is now in Jacksonville with you guys at CBC. So really my love affair with the island started then. I mean, I was just a kid from Lake country, Minnesota that had only seen some of these guys on TV. Like when, when I was there, Matt Kuchar was, was in get the lesson. Um, Brant Snedeker was involved a few, few feet away from me and I didn't get to meet him that day, but, but Davis was on property. So 
started then and then um, went back more and more uh, throughout my junior years, continuing to work with Mike, uh, the great fitness instructor, excuse me, Randy Myers. But when I was at you and I, the original big Randy, the the original big Randy, not to be confused with the uh, former Reds, nasty boy uh, closer, Randy Myers, (laughs) right? I'm assuming that's not the same person. I, you know, I, I haven't seen them both in the same place oh. at the same time, so I can't confirm or deny. We, I, will, I will work to get to the bottom of that. Keep investigating. But uh, so w- when I was at UNI, um, never, I was never good enough. I mean, I was not going to make it, but I had aspirations to play. And I got to my senior year, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, had a degree in marketing and digital, digital advertising. Uh, but knew I wanted to be in golf. And so I thought the best place for me was the island. I'd go in as an assistant. And, you know, if, if I didn't like being an assistant, really I kind of went with the intention of somebody finding me and hiring me to do something else in the game of golf. And I got there about two weeks in. And, I mean, everything that I'd done in my life working for my dad, you know, looking up to him, I mean, it all kind of led to – to me being a professional. So I, I, I got very lucky and a uh, big mentor of mine, John Wade, who's now the director of golf at Ocean Forest was the head pro at Sea Island at the time and took a chance on me and brought me in when I was pretty green. So I got very, very lucky and it's been kind of a Walter Mitty career ever since. <laughs> you, you joined the mafia. You joined the Sea Island mafia. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it, it's easy to, I think be, um, you know, cynical of, of what goes on there. But I mean, there, there's a reason why so many guys congregate. I just, the, you know, the whole club has just been committed to excellence really since day one. I mean, there's been a number of champions from, you know, the Yates to Luis Suggs to, you know, Tony Jacklin, Steve Melnick, now all the way up to, to Davis and Zach Johnson, Brian Harmon, Pat Kazire. Uh, Big Randy, your favorite, Harris English. Of course, I want to talk um, so to you a little it, bit about him later on. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's I, I, I love being part of the mafia. I hopefully I'm still a part of the mafia, even though I'm no longer at the I island. Think, but, I think but once, once exactly, always, yeah. exactly. Um, you, you can't. I think you're a you main man, Panther Mike. So all right, so uh, so how long were you there? So I was there from June of 2016 to April of or. May of 2018. Okay, so almost two full two full years. He, he left right after we saw him. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I guess it was the next year. I guess we saw you in 2017. I'm guessing you, you guys came up a few times. I think I think Randy, yeah. you came up just the one time. But TC and I played a couple of times. I played with DJ, and then did, didn't you get you did, did like an Instagram live thing? I didn't get to play with you. It was like one of my last months at Sea Island. You came out and played. Yeah, and and then I don't remember the full thing. So then you left Sea Island. You went. You went back up to your native Minnesota. Did I went to? This is where I, I bounced around a little bit, but I, I went to Hazeltine. I was there for a year. Um, midway through that year, wasn't wasn't sure what I was going to do for the winter, but uh, it had been a dream of mine to to be at Seminole Golf Club and work for Bob Ford and, and just be down here with the membership. Now, really se- since day one of me getting in. Seminole, oh. that's the campus course at, at Florida State. Is that State. in Tallahassee for folks that aren't aren't aware? It, it, it's not Tallahassee. It's it's not Seminole Lakes on the east side. Um, 
or on the west side, excuse me. Uh, it, it is uh, Seminole Golf Club in, in Juno Beach, Florida, or, or North Palm Beach, whichever way you look at it. So, is that the famous Fazio down there? <laughs> uh, you know. It's not. Uh, He's got to be the, careful because the Foz worked on the <laughs> island. It's it's a Ross, uh, you know, and uh, a gem of a Ross as well. I mean, it's yeah. I got to pinch myself every day when I'm down here, but uh, yeah, it's I for whatever reason I, I've gotten really lucky and have fooled a lot of people or you know use smoke and mirrors to to get into some good places. I, I want to say this about about Panther Mike. So Panther Mike, I've I've seen you. Uh, a few other times since our initial encounter, you were, you know, you've, you've helped put on events uh, at, at various places and there's not a more polished. It's always impeccably dressed. Yes. Impeccably dressed, like the best manners. I like your, your cocktail party skills are the best I've ever seen. He, he's got a smile and a line. And my favorite, my absolute favorite thing you do is you throw in a wink every now and again at people. And it, it just, you, you, you know how to work a room, I think more so than I would, I would venture to say maybe anybody else your age. It, it is, it is so impressive. Well, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I hope it, I, I hope it comes off as genuine because it is genuine. I mean, I, that's why I'm, that's why I do what I do. I, I, Love to be around people, especially in a golf setting. But uh, again, Randy, I've got you fooled. So well, I'm lucky it, with that. It, it is genuine. I, if it I wasn't think, genuine, we wouldn't be sitting here talking exactly. to him. We'd it, be like, uh, Fuck this guy. If it wasn't <laughs> genuine, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, consider you, you know, a, a, a good friend. Even though you know, we, I don't get to see you that often. But it is. Yeah, I, I I love hanging out with you. So I I, I hope you didn't take it as disingenuous. No, no. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, you guys have talked about it on the pod before, but you know, social media, but especially golf Twitter. I mean, there are so many guys that I have had conversations with and have only met them in person on a handful of occasions, but you know, we've kind of created this bond through golf. And I think that's one social media, but I really think golf, I mean, it's the best game for bringing people together. Um, so I've been awfully lucky to know you guys. Well, you've had some pretty funny interactions with people where they're like, "Wait, like, are you are you Panther Mike?" <laughs> yeah, how often have you have you gotten any good ones where where people you know, figure out your Panther Mike in real life? It it's very funny because I've gotten a lot of miles of my own humor off of it because you know I, it it still happens a fair amount, but I think now it's a little bit more obvious. But in the early days of the SOPM, I, you know, when I was working the counter at Sea Island. Somebody would come in with a no laying up hat or somehow, you know, the conversation would, would drift towards that to, you know, you guys and, and everything that you do. And through context clues, I guess people figure out that I, I am Panther Mike. So one of the best ones, and it was one of the first interactions was really we, the conversation like started really not about golf. This guy was wearing like a, a, a hockey t-shirt and being a Minnesota boy, I love hockey and especially in the South. Any chance I can get to talk hockey, I take it. So we talked about Minnesota and you know a variety of other things, but then it shifted back towards golf. And he goes, he stops the conversation. I, I don't even remember what exactly we were talking about. He goes, dude, are you Panther Mike? <laughs> and I, it was, yeah, it, that was one of the first times that it happened. I said, hey, well, yeah, I am. How you know? How do you know? And he, 
he goes, man, like, who, who are you? And I was like, well, you know, I just had a conversation. I told you I'm from Brainerd, Minnesota. I, I said all these things. And, and I mean, that's, that's who I am. And he goes, no, no. I, what's your relationship with no laying up? I, I don't understand. Why, why it's always shout why out. Is there, why is there a shout out <laughs> Panther Mike at, at the end of everything right. I watch? Right. But it, I, I love it. It's, uh, and my, my mom and my dad love it. My mom has got a very high golf IQ, but is not a golfer at all. Just a high golf IQ for being in our family. And she religiously watches tour stops and she loves, loves traps. And you guys won her over with the Iowa episode because she's from Des Moines and she thought that, you know, I think Neil said something along the lines of we're, we're going to show these East side girls a good time and she loved it well that's that's so my next sees, question is that yeah did your mom go to the state fair a lot growing up <laughs> my mom has been to the state fair many many times the state fair i mean it's i wish that you guys would have done it because it is such a sight I, and that that's probably the biggest regret we we have in the in the history of straft is we did not get to that iowa state fair i mean just the people watching is just incredible and i i missed when i was in college i missed the state fair once because i was playing in a tournament and alabama was there and alabama alabama the band band? alabama the band at the iowa state fair would have just been uh, i mean a a different level of special so uh well okay (laughs) should we should we go to sea island specifically like where do you live when you work on sea island did you like it, it's an I actual island, Saint right? Simons, right? It, it's Saint yeah. Simon. You, you certainly don't live on Sea Island because that's only, you know, that's across a little causeway there. Sea Islands is right. a, is a small little island that's right there next to Saint Simon's. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's off the coast of Brunswick in the Georgia's Golden Isles. You obviously have seen the billboard. Um, it uh, Saint Simon's is directly off of Brunswick, and then. Sea Island is like an island directly off of St. Simon's. So Brunswick is the furthest most west. St. Simon's is in the middle. And then Sea Island is just out uh, on the east. So when I was there, I lived on St. Simon's. I think most of the people that, you know, work in golf for Sea Island live on St. Simon's. Um, but the, the town certainly revolved around the resort, but especially revolves around the the lodge and golf and it's just so um deep into the bloodstream of of anybody that lives on that island were, were you like king's terrace king city wesley oaks what what part of uh maybe Glen haven where, where were you on the island so i was actually in harrison point most most of the guys my age that are single are probably in those areas that that you list off but when i was getting down there um, it was a little bit hard to find housing. Uh, over the years, a lot of people have been moving out of Atlanta, especially younger people, late 20s to, to early 40s to escape some of the traffic. So it was hard to find a place. But this Harrison Point is right off of Frederica Road, which is really kind of the lifeblood or the lifeline, I should say, of the island. It goes directly uh, south to north um, from the lodge, which is kind of the one of the southernmost points all the way up to uh, Frederica Golf Club and, and even north of that to the uh, King and Prince's golf course. So it was a great spot. I mean, right there, just off of Harrison Point, you have Redford Village, which is just a little bit south. 
um, with a ton of great restaurants. You have Southern Soul, which is obviously very well known in the golf community. Um, you have a lot of things running right through that road. And I, I really kind of lived my whole life uh, for those two years on Frederica, Frederica Road. What's uh, the big grocery store on Sea Island? Yeah. Or on St. Simons, I should say. Looks like Harris Teeter might run stuff. So Harris Teeter is great. I think Harris Teeter is more of like a like a combination of like a whole fruit a whole foods, a fresh market and a public. Like it's really nice, always really clean, has some really uh, good pre made foods. You also have Winn Dixie, which is a little bit less expensive. So Truthfully, I mean, when I shopped, typically I would go to Harris Teeter, but it was so rare that I actually cooked at home because I ate out all the time that I didn't go there that much. But I, I would say it's probably split down the middle between Harris Teeter and Winn-Dixie. And I think like, so Winn-Dixie's based here in Jacksonville. And actually we have, we have a couple of decent Winn-Dixie stores here because they're based here. But I think on the whole, like Randy and I can both, we can both agree we can find common ground that Winn-Dixie sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm, they have a great they have a great meat department. And they have very fresh produce, though. Here, in, here in they Jackson, do run some good least. specials every yeah. now and again. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, yeah, go ahead. Well, so just to add another layer into this, Harris Teeter always had the better prepackaged, like pre-made stuff, mm-hmm. which is what I love. But if I was getting produce and specifically grocery store sushi, the the sushi at Winn Dixie on Saint Simon's Island is some of the best and the freshest I've ever had. So. If, if you're on St. Simon and you're looking for sushi, that's a great place to go. There you have it. Uh, well, Harris Teeter, they got their asses run out of Atlanta at some point. And then uh, we had Megan Schuster on for the Twin Cities uh, trap draw. And people came at her and said she didn't know what she was talking about as far as the grocery stores up there. So I, I'm embarrassed to say I actually – I've. I haven't listened to that one yet, and I'm very sorry. Oh what I, I, but I saw some of that on Twitter, but I don't remember exactly what she was saying about the grocery stores because there, there is a very real kind of point of contention among grocery stores up there at the moment, in my opinion. You know what? I can't. Remember I can't what, remember specifics, but I just remember. <laughs> we, I didn't listen to it either, so I'm not sure. <laughs> just so it. I, I don't know exactly what she would have said, but uh, coming out of Iowa, Hy-Vee is the grocery store to top all grocery stores. Was it something about? And they were Kowalski's. Kowalski's, yeah, that sounds right. It was like a Kowalski's v something uh, rivalry. So, so sorry, the Hy-Vee in Iowa though is that? Yeah, so Hy-Vee, but they they were strictly in Iowa for a number of years, and now they just continue to go north, and I think they're going to take over, but. You have like lunch around where I'm at in Edina. I'm I'm now back in the Twin Cities again. You're a cake eater. You're a cake eater in in, in Edina. Yeah, I love Edina, but growing up, Edina was the hardest team to play in hockey because they talked the most trash out of anybody, and they just all thought we were a bunch of pig farmers up in Brainerd. But yeah, it's you know I. As you know, my affinity for, for the Mighty Ducks, it, it was a, a tough pill to swallow knowing that my address is going to be Edina for, for the summer. Are you a Minnesota Wild fan? Is that your team? Yeah, it's it's been a tough couple of years. I mean, when I, when I was first growing up, I loved uh, the Dallas Stars. 
Madonna was my favorite player. Obviously, they had moved from Minnesota to Dallas, which is still a point of contention among a lot of people in Minnesota. But um, I was lucky growing up in Brainerd. We had this great hockey camp called Minnesota Hockey Camps, and a lot of NHL guys would would be based out of there. So I I got to know some of those guys. So I really cheered on players, but I kind of grew up around the vicinity of, of TJ Oshie. So I loved St. Louis uh, when he was playing there. Now the Capitals. I love Ovechkin. Um, and it, this is a very roundabout way to answer your question. I just love watching good hockey. It's sad not to have it now, but it's a great Stanley Cup Cup run. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Wild. The, Bill Guerin is the new GM. Seems to be making some moves, and um, hopefully we can get some some young blood in there. I know you're more of a basketball guy, Randy, so I, I apologize still in the space so so heavily with hockey at the moment. Oh no, no, not at all. You know, it's been it's been some dark years for me. I was very much a fair weather or more casual Detroit Red Wings fan. So, you know, coming up, it was like rooting for the Yankees, but have learned that they are, you know, they, every, every team has its cycles. The, the last three, four years have been especially lean. Uh, and I think with it a little bit, my, my interest in professional hockey, but TC and I are always down to talk a little puck. Yeah. Did you guys have hockey at, so, uh, at uh, UNI? No, no, I, we had a club team that I almost skated with, but uh, I, did, I decided against it because I didn't want to get hurt. And I was I was always okay. I had a pretty good shot, but I was slow. And for a big guy, I couldn't use my body, so it was bad. But <laughs> big, big Randy, the, it, it's going to be good to be a Red Wings fan here in the next couple of years, I think. Stevie Wise back, Geiserman, I think he's going to get get it going. But um, those were some great years. I'm actually reading a book right now by Sean Avery and he, he played kind of at the end of their dynasty and hearing some of the stories about Chelios and Lindstrom and um, Shani and uh, Chris Draper. I mean, they, that was a hell of a team to root for during that time. It was fun. The, the rivalry with the Colorado avalanche, especially that, that was, that was must see television. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and, and you're right. I, th- I think Iserman coming back is like the, the, the best move, that ever could have happened with that franchise. Um, they, they just needed that shot of optimism, I think. Panther Mike, well, I, got a, said, I got a bone to pick with you. Cedar oh, Falls, boy. Iowa is really not in, like it's, it's kind of like central Iowa, right? It's not that far north. No, I mean, it's, 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 just, it's just north and east enough to be, to be northern Iowa, I guess. I mean, it's, I guess the real probably Northern Iowa would be, um, oh, what's the school in Decorah? Luther. Luther would probably be the real Northern Iowa, but in like the, the state school system, you've got Iowa State, which is kind of like dead in the heart. And then anything probably north of Cedar Rapids for anybody that's a Hawkeye fan is, it's considered Northern Iowa. Kind of like being from, from Brainerd. Like if you, if you look at the Twin Cities, anything north, Northern uh, St. Cloud is considered northern Minnesota, even though yeah. I mean you drop a pin down and it's right there. So, so all right. So going back to Sea Island before people roast us for for turning <laughs> turning the Sea Island thing into into a Red Wings, uh, you know Minnesota slash grocery Iowa, store. Slash, yeah. yeah. So when you got to Sea Island, were you and Zach Johnson just automatically boys because of the Iowa thing? Well, going going back to Iowa again. I mean the the world of golf is so small. The world of Iowa golf is the size 
of a thumbtack. And I mean, you talk to anybody that grew up playing golf in Iowa or was, you know, around Zach's age or a little bit older, all has a Zach Johnson story. So when I got down there, I actually hadn't met him yet. But one of my favorite encounters that I had with any PGA Tour players is I didn't, I never saw him like my first year because he typically practiced more up at Frederica Golf Club or Ocean Forest, uh, which is the private club within Sea Island. But my, the spot that I lived was the trick or treat place for the community, this Harrison Point. And I have a green jacket that I like to wear for costume parties and Halloween. So it's, it's my first Halloween there. We went all out. We got like, I think $500 worth of candy. And I mean, it was just going so quick. So I'm out there. We dumped it all in this foot joy uh, cooler. And it's like seven o'clock, seven thirty. I mean, it's still fairly early in the night, but I'm down, you know, I got this line of kids coming and I just tell them that they can reach in and grab whatever they want. So I'm kind of down in the squatted position, holding this, this foot joy cooler and I get a hand in my face. And I look at it and this voice says, Hey, that's a nice jacket. I have one of those. And I look up and it's Zach Johnson in a, in a Prince Charming costume. So it was, it was a pretty cool way to, to meet him. And I obviously, you know, I'm from Minnesota, but born in Iowa. So, you know, he, he was a hero of mine, uh, growing up, but it's it, certainly a fun way to meet him. But I, I think for him, the Iowa stick probably gets old after a while when you have, you know, John and Jane Smith from a Iowa coming up to you at a tournament saying, Hey, we're, you know, Iowa folks as well. But, Hey, but when you eat corn out of the claret jug, like that comes with the territory. You're inviting it. Yeah. 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 All right. So what's the, going going back to like Sea Island, like what's the hierarchy of like, obviously like DL3 is, he's like the king, right? Or he's like the, the mafia Don at the very top of the, of the hierarchy here. And then, you know, kind of how does it work? You know, talking about like, I think Ocean Forest, you have to like win a tour event or something, right? Before they kind of let you come up there. You know, it's, I mean, it's funny because I, there's a, you know, obviously there's a lot of misconceptions with, with the hierarchy. I'm sure that there is. There's not one that I was ever really privy to. Um, what I will say is, I mean, he, when, you know, a younger tour player comes in, I'm, I think he, he pretty well takes them under the wing. I, you know, a lot of talk in the last couple of years is about Pat and Kazire's relationship with Davis. But, uh, typically we saw more of the, the guys that were, just starting out, you know, the Latin America guys, Canadian tour and some, uh, web.com, formerly web.com now KFC tour guys. But once they sort of got, you know, the guys like Davis and, and Zach Johnson and Hudson Swafford and, and a few others, they tended to practice out more at Frederica and then play at ocean four. Okay. Um, so Frederica, you know, the practice facility at sea Island is, fantastic and the new golf performance center that they just built is even nicer than what the old one was but the advantage that frederica had and still has is that it's almost as nice and it's just really quiet so you know you you'd still see a lot of those guys out at the lodge but they they were hanging more out at at frederica and then playing at ocean forest because the golf course is so difficult and they'd had to have to be on top of their game all right, so you've got Jonathan Bird, Harris English, I know, I want to Joey keep going Garber, down with like the, the, Harman, the Mafia uh, Zach Johnson, family. 
Patton Kazire, <laughs> Cooch, DL3, uh, Keith Mitchell, aka Cocaine Mitch, which I want to say the only reason we call him Cocaine Mitch is because there's that there's that YouTube uh, Don Blankenship. He's always like ditch cocaine, Mitch. Like that's that's why we call him cocaine, Mitch. Not not because of any story or anything like that. Keith Mitchell's always been great to us, and there's no no connection there that I know of. Um, JT Poston, HUD, uh, Josh Teeter, and Michael Thompson are the ones uh, listed on the website here. So I'm saying if DL3 is the boss, the Don, I, I'm who are the who I'm are thinking Coocher's like the underboss, right? Like Kuchar, yeah, ZJ, mean, and like Jonathan Bird, right? Because I'm looking at the mafia family structure, and it goes boss, uh, underboss, and then you have capo regime, which is – and then below that, you have the soldiers. So so the question I is – yeah. I, I would say, I mean, your your assessment's pretty fair, but I Davis is definitely at the, the hierarchy, but alongside him for a number of years was Max Barnhart. Um, who really was kind of the force behind a lot of these guys coming and living at Sea Island. He was one of the heads of, of Crown Sports before they were absolved into another agency. Um, and he's back being an agent again. But yeah, I, if you look at that hierarchy, Davis is definitely at the top. I would say, you know, a, a great underboss is ZJ showing guys the ropes. Um, I think you got Cooches uh, as the quiet. Uh, quiet guy up there, and then uh, he's the finance your... guy. He's the finance boss. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, no, he, you know, all, all the tro- soldiers underneath are the you know the the KFC guys and the Canadian guys and the Latin America guys. But, where, where's no, like, where does Harris fall? Is he a soldier or is he like a capo regime? Mm-hmm. I, I would say he since his good form recently he is capo regime again okay and then yeah i I would put hudson swafford up there as well i think i think Patton. you know if if you look at it as a hockey team Patton's a great glue guy you know he's a guy in the in the locker room that you know he keeps up the moral or not the morals but the um you know the the vibe making sure everybody's happy you know always there for for some good positive energy Kind of like Dino Cicerelli, if you will. Yeah, very, very uh, similar to a, a Dino <laughs> Cicerelli. Very similar. My, I actually, I, I would say he's more of like a uh, more of a quiet Southern version of of um, of Whit Dog, who some people might be familiar with from from Spit and Chicklets, Ryan Whitney. But oh, sure, sure. What? All right. So, looking at that, what? Uh, I mean, how often are these guys out playing Seattle Golf Club? Like, uh, you know, the seaside course and, and plantation course. So you see them a lot more this time of the year, um, partly gearing up for RSM, partly because in a, in a normal year, this is a, a quieter spot on the schedule. Um, but out of all the guys, I, I definitely saw Patton out playing the most. Uh, Patton... Um, Rick Lamb, when he was there, Scott Lamb, his brother, who uh, isn't playing anymore. Um, Zach would come out and get a game every once in a while. But, you know, you were assured in the fall to see those guys pretty routinely on the course. Uh, but in the summer, you know, probably once a week. But they, I think, 
because the two courses, Seaside and Plantation, are both so busy, it's just hard to get a game sometimes. So I think that that's why they gravitate towards Frederica and, and Ocean Forest. But um, definitely we're out there practicing a good amount. Um, the guys that are over in the Performance Center, uh, where my brother is now, definitely see those guys more than I did in the in the shop at the lodge. But as I always told people, if you want to see tour guys on St. Simon's Island, you're better off going to Southern Soul and seeing them than, uh, than at the golf course. And then, all right, so going through, and I think, I think we forgot about uh, Drew Love. He's, he's an associate. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, but uh, going, <laughs> I mean, he is. Of course, of course. Um, going through, all right, so you got Southern Soul, and then you got what, Bubba Garcia's? Yeah. Those are barbecue, yeah, just for, I don't know if we mentioned it, Southern Soul is the barbecue place. Correct. Okay. Correct. And Brunswick Stew uh, comes from Brunswick, Georgia. Like, it's it's authentic. There's They have the best Brunswick Stew I think I've ever had. No offense, Mom. It, it, I mean, so, Southern Soul gets a lot of fanfare from you know, the PJ Tour accounts and, and some other scribes. But, I mean, it, it is that good. I mean, the Brunswick Stew is fantastic. Pulled pork is great. Uh, the brisket is some of the best that I've had, and they, they have great sauce as well. But um, that's the ma- if you're looking for barbecue in the Brunswick St. Thomas area, yeah, Southern Soldier Place. I have a very important. If we could just backtrack, we we've failed to recognize the consigliere. Who, if I'm reading from this website, the, the consigliere's job is to bribe politicians, law enforcement, and government officials to protect the organization. That very, sounds like Mac Barnard. Very important person uh, in in any crime family. Would you say that's more Mac Barnhart? No, I think Matt was or Mac. Excuse me, was really just he had the vision. I, I would say he was definitely more of a Michael Corleone type. Then, you know, then a sunny type, very calculated, got the guys down. Listen, um, Panther Mike, you're talking to two guys who uh, don't tell Desert Duffer, but we haven't seen Godfather. <laughs> never yet. watched it before. <laughs> you haven't seen Godfather <laughs> no, yet. No. It's you know, I mean, it obviously has kind of a, a cult following and and you know, just a general popularity thing. It, it is really good, but I you know I'm not living and dying watching Godfather. There's there's other other great movies out there too. What's the coffee shop? There's a coffee shop that uh, last time I was up, we went. Uh, Curtis Luck and I went to coffee shop. Starbucks? No, I, no. I know you're a big Starbucks guy, Randy. It was not Starbucks. You know, not you far off the main street. Wake up coffee. I'm I'm googling it right now. There it looks like there's a not, wake up, a sandcastle. Sandy Bottom Bagels is the best bagel spot. Has great coffee. Um, I don't know if I've ever been to that coffee shop. Was it was it more over towards the pier? Or was it off of Frederica Road? No, it was off of Frederica Road. Uh, kind of almost like there was like little boutiques around it, but it was almost in like a little office park kind of thing. I don't know. There's a local brew, coffee makers. That might be it. And, uh, I, I'm so sorry to disappoint you guys. When I was there, I did, I was not quite as into the coffee game and, as what you two are. But the uh, the coffee at Sea Island was always more than sufficient for me. The free coffee at Sea Island. The free coffee at Sea Island. <laughs> I think it was local brew. Okay. So, all right. Do you fl- like when you were going down there? When you had to travel, did you fly like out of Brunswick, or did you fly 
or, or, or would you just drive to Savannah or drive to Jacksonville? Always Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I think it's, I mean, it is the easiest travel going from St. Simons to, to Jacksonville airport. Cause it's just North of the city. You literally hop on the 95 and then you make one right turn mm-hmm. and you're into the airport. Um, I never have flown out of Brunswick. I think it's okay, but Jack, if you're flying in and out of St. Simon's, Jacksonville is always the, the best play. Unless you can fly off of the island on uh, uh, the Taurus Causeway Airport. Did you ever go to Jekyll Island or Cumberland Island? I went to Jekyll Island once um, and played. That little Flynn course they've got is so cool. A little so nine-holer. It's actually, so it's Travis. Or Travis, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Travis was the original architect of the original nine at uh, Seaside, which is now the first nine of Plantation. And when he was here, actually, I there's been some questioning on the timeline. I think he might have done the Lost Dunes first, but that was a part of the Vanderbilt compound that was over on Jekyll. <laughs> and it's been a long time since I've been over there. Hopefully when I go visit my brother, who's now at Sea Island. Um, we'll get back to it again, but... I think they're I, redoing I, it, too. Like, I think they're putting the state or who, whomever runs it is, is is pouring some money into it. That's good to hear. I mean, we need more places like that. And Sean Martin, shout out SM Martin, was the, uh, was the guy that actually turned me on to Lost Dunes. Yeah, it's Martin. Well, and I know uh, the Jekyll Island Club is where they kind of hatched the Federal Reserve banking system. TC, which oh, cool. I know you're a big fan of huge federal. Was that, was that Alexander Hamilton? Uh, no, 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 no. Later than that, uh, oh, that was that was the treasurer, Senator right? Aldrich, okay. yeah, and and some other folks. Uh, all right, talking about the golf course a little bit. What's your favorite? We don't normally talk golf, uh, but what's your favorite <laughs> hole out there on uh, on the seaside? You know, so I mean that the hole back nine of seaside is pretty pretty special my my favorite is 13 um which if you can remember or visualize it it's right after that long par three it goes along uh the marshland off to the left and it gently turns back up to the green um and you're looking out over the uh, over the bay there and when you're sitting down, if you hit a drive that's far enough and you kind of have like a flip wedge in your hand, it almost looks like an infinity green. Yeah. Uh, but part of, part of the reason why that's my favorite hole too, there's a really iconic photo of Bob Jones who came and stayed at Sea Island in between winning the U.S. Open and the USAM in 1930. So there's this great photo of him playing it and with a little gallery around him. So that that's one of my favorites. But it, I mean, there are so many great holes on that that back nine and the front nine as well but i i would you know when really pressed i would say 13 that's an interesting course because the foz it was like one of the fozes i mean it's all like backfilled like it wasn't real land right some of that dunescape is some of it's natural uh some of it was built up over the years but that actually was the when sea island started walter travis did the front nine and then unfortunately passed away before he could work on the second nine. Uh, but the, at the time, the owner of Sea Island was a Detroit guy and found Allison uh, as part of the Colton Allison uh, design firm 
And then Allison came down, and it, it's listed as a Colton Allison, but I, I think Allison did almost all the work there. Um, so where the that back nine is Seaside sits, that was the original back nine of the Sea Island course. So a lot of the routing is similar, other than a couple of holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that whole area was part of the original golf course and uh, when it was opened in 1929. But Fazio did come back, I think, in the late 90s and redid some of it. I'm, Most I'm, of it. I'm, I'm still in shock here that you said Bob Jones. You didn't say Mr. Jones. Or, or I mean, Bob. Bob is, Bob's what his friends called him, right? Not Bobby. Yeah, he, he, he didn't like to be – I mean, it's written in some place he didn't like to be called Bobby. I, I – I, you know, being with, with you gentlemen, I know you're big on the Mr. So I, I should have known and um, I'll slap myself on the wrist for not saying Mr. Jones, but uh, I'll, I'll take that into consideration in the future. I was going to ask when you met Zach Johnson, if you hit him with a Mr. Johnson. I think I called him ZJ. Oh, really? Which is probably poor form. Wow. He's an Iowa guy though. He's very, very That's true. You know, casual. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't need the formality. Salt of the earth. That's exactly right. But yeah, I mean, we're we're just a little more casual in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Sea Island memories is is when that tanker or that uh, freighter full of cars tipped over. I don't remember that. It was like two years ago. It, it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. So it'll be interesting. Interesting to see how many drone shots we'll get of it. It's it's kind of eerie, but it's kind of cool. But I, I'm sure that will be a, a talking point at times during the broadcast. It's wild, man. And like the the whole, I don't know, the, the way that thing went down. I mean, so going back, like Brunswick, like it's like one of the largest carports in the world. Like like pretty much any right. any car that comes in from Germany or um, Great Britain or, you know, any like Scandinavia, it's coming in unless it goes. I think there's another one up in New York, New Jersey, but... Uh, most of them are coming in to Brunswick. Oh, you know well, what? Well, if you, I, if you, yeah. I thought that was a, um, yeah, I, I do, I do remember that. For some reason, I, I didn't know it was a, a, a tanker full of cars. I, th- I thought it was like a cruise a freight, ship or freighter something. full of cars. <laughs> or freight. It was like a new, it was like a new ship too. Huh? Yeah, and I, I don't. Fortunately, I think they they found the the whole crew. But I mean, it's, I, I haven't kept up with it, but. They just don't have any idea of how they're going to get it out. I mean, and when I was there on my way coming down to Florida this uh, this fall, a lot of people were thinking that it was going to take years to get this tanker out of there because they got to cut it up, and it's not just as simple as getting like a tugboat and coming out. So it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. The other thing that's always interesting about Sea Island, and then like looking across and you see the big paper mill in uh, it's a paper mill, right? In Brunswick, like off in the distance there across the harbor. Um, I, yeah, I think it. I think it is a paper mill. And, and then that, and then you also get the gorgeous bridge, wonderful bridge there, mm-hmm. connecting. Uh, what is that? Connecting Jekyll and Saint Simons, or uh, but a, a boat hit that bridge, uh, or the the uh, predecessor to that bridge. A boat hit it, and they had to like rebuild it. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the, I, so the bridge that you're talking about, the big, big white one, right? Uh, yes, correct. So that... The, the, Sydney, the Sydney Lanier Bridge, which is yeah. uh, US 17. My favorite bridge. 
I love that bridge. But that so that's connecting uh, two parts of Brunswick. So if you continue to go over there, that's how you hit I ninety five. Yeah, uh, going south. But I I forget what the the full story was, but I think it that was built because a boat before hit the bridge and had to they just had to completely redo it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Actually, it was, it was hit twice by boats, but yeah, 1987, a Polish freighter uh, hit it again. <laughs> so, uh, in 72, a the African Neptune struck the bridge, causing parts of the bridge to collapse and several cars to fall into the water. So, crazy, crazy. There's a lot of lot of infrastructure. Stay, up there. All you boaters, safe. Stay safe up there. And then just south, like that whole coast of Georgia is crazy, man. Like just south of there, you've got uh, you've got the this is the um, Golden Isles. Yeah. So you've got some, like, what, Sapelo Island and um, some other, you know, uninhabited islands down there. And then you've got uh, the submarine base down in um, uh, Kings Bay, right, just north of the Florida border. Just off, like, Amelia Island? Yeah, just north of there. Huh. they got a big, big, sub, big U.S. submarine base there. It's beautiful. I, I didn't venture out too much um during my time there because i was always uh, always at the club but that saplo island is beautiful and so is cumberland as well yeah. and um i mean jack jekyll speaks for itself but i'll always be biased towards st john any any other minnesota or iowa well all right so queries that yeah, we want to touch on before what's it like spending half your time one place and then you go back up to to uh, minnesota you know for the summers and and kind of fall up there like what's it what's it like living kind of a uh, a snowbird lifestyle as a what 26 27 year old 28 year old i don't yeah. know how old you are at this point well, I, I try not to reveal my age i am i'm 26 but uh no it, it's it's extremely nomadic and you know i mean it's it's very interesting to pack up your life basically every six months and move it and you know i've condensed heavily over the last couple of years and you learn what you need, what you don't need. But, um, it, you know, because it is a long drive for me, whenever I get in the car and I have the 28 hours North or 28 hours South, I mean, that's a time where you kind of just sit and you think about everything that you've learned and everything that's happened over the years, especially this year with, with COVID and just everything going on in the world. But, um, I think what, what helps is being a golf professional where it's pretty fraternal. I mean, we all, you know, most of my best friends now are, are guys that I've worked with or, you know, have lived with that have been in other clubs. So you kind of travel with your friends and every year it's like a, like a traveling circus. You pick up and you drop down again, but um, it, you know, doesn't, it's not always easy on the love life, but, you know, you, you learn how to live with it. And, uh, you know, when you're as fortunate, especially as me, to have two great clubs to go back back and forth, so you just have to pinch yourself every day. And I certainly do and, and count my blessings. This guy's, what did I tell you? This guy's polished. This guy <laughs> is, this guy is smooth. What, what's the worst part? What's the worst, like, uh, strip of that 28-hour drive? What, like, what, what are you just like, oh, this place is a hellhole? Probably South Georgia. You know, I mean, so I've, I've gotten good over the years. I pick my spots on where to stay. So, you know, when I 
when I was coming down here, I drove Minneapolis to uh, Chattanooga. So it's always great to stop in Kimball, Tennessee or South Pittsburgh and see Sweden and then stop again on Sea Island. But my, the most anxious parts of the drive are usually, usually Atlanta. And then it's tough going through like Southern Illinois and Kentucky. I mean, that's where it gets the most boring. And I, I don't like to go through Chicago. So I go down through Iowa, uh, you know, to, to get some of that Iowa, you know, corn fed, sprawling cornfields into my veins and then go through St. Louis. But Atlanta is always a tough, tough part of the drive because you're, you're white knuckled most of the way, as you know, TC being the Dunwoody mafia guy. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, especially if you choose to go 75, 85 through the city. You know, some people go around 285, uh, and you know, the, the kind of the, the Atlanta bypass there, but, um, Actually, you know what? You know what the worst stretch of like my least favorite stretch is? What's that? I sixteen in South Georgia. That that's how you get up to Atlanta to go to Sea Island, or like from Atlanta to Sea Island, or it, it's it's it basically goes over from like Macon through you know Dublin, Georgia, and it is awful. And there's so many. It's like dead straight. There's pine trees on the other side, and there's always a host of cops sitting there. Like Kwame, remember Kwame Brown? Of course. The, Ill-advised number one draft pick. Yeah, um, he he got arrested for going like 125 miles an hour there. I mean, that's a little aggressive. I I could see why. I got pulled over there. Huh? So, yeah, right there between Savannah and Macon. Yeah, exactly. I see. I see. TC, are you? You're more likely to go 95 hit Savannah. No, so that's that's 16. So when I do it, sometimes I like going. If I'm not in a hurry, I'll go 75. Yeah. No, I would much prefer 75 to 16. But, like, like I just remember I played, like, the Southern Junior Am down at Sea Island and, my and like, missed the cut. And my dad's in the, in the front seat, and I'm driving back to Atlanta. And he's in the front seat sleeping. And I remember getting, getting pulled over. And he was like, what the fuck, man? Todd, <laughs> what are these cops doing, Todd? Yeah. yeah. It was not good. Um, and it was in Bryan County, Georgia. And like the guy looked like the, you know, the, the uh, trooper looked like the guy on the, on the gas pump. that's like, pay for your gas, like lose your license kind of thing. Um, but yeah, actually the best, the best way to go is if you, you can get off at like in like Tifton on I-75 and then go down through, like go down on the Golden Isles Parkway through, you know, kind of all the state roads through there. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Did did you guys? I don't know if you like true crime podcasts, but did you ever listen to Up and Banished? I haven't. No. Are you familiar uh, with that? I, I feel like it rings a bell, but I have not listened to it. So it, I mean, it was about this this poor girl got murdered in um, in a desolate part of Georgia, but it, it was near that Tipton area. And so when I was driving down two years ago, I was listening to it, and it, I mean, driving through there listening to some of the stuff that's happened i'm not doing it any justice but it, it, for any of the listeners true crime pod up and vanished it's definitely not off the radar most people have probably heard of it but i mean it i think some sketchy stuff goes on down there in in, in south georgia hell yeah man <laughs> no, i mean it's like you know i mean shit even some of the stuff that like we talk about brunswick like that whole um there's a whole civil rights case going on right now even too that's the right. Arbery yeah, case, that's which right. is, you know, that's probably 10 miles from Sea Island as the crow flies. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Panther Mike, uh, we'll we'll get you out of here. Thank you so much. I feel like uh, I, I think everybody. If it, I can't think of a single question anybody would have about Sea Island after this. We didn't even get into the the Synovus, you know, the the financial crisis, any of the bankruptcy, Mr. Yeah. Anschutz buying it, all of that stuff. We didn't even get into that. Well, uh, the good news is, you know, we we got to keep every some year. stuff holstered for yeah. next year's RSM. P. Mike, we'll have you on next oh. year, man. Awesome. I'll I'll leave. So I'll leave that other stuff to somebody else. But you know, it, <laughs> it is a true pleasure and honor to be on. And one last thing, my one of my favorite episodes of all time of any of the No Laying Up podcasts or Trap Draw is when Neil came on. I think it was around Christmas 2016, and he talked about his time TA3 and TA4 in Vegas, and then at the Chateau Relaxo. So. To, to be graced in, in that presence or, or to be um, you know, in that company, it's it's a thrill. Yes, I remember that well. I believe we recorded it on Christmas night. Uh, yeah. we, we, we were all kind of, uh, <laughs> I, I think we were different stages of inebriated. But yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, Panther Mike. Let's give a shout out to Panther Chris. Panther Chris. And I apologize. What can we, will you say your mom's first name so we can give her a shout oh, out? Eight. Amy, and then uh, the the best pole. Well, I can't forget Joe either, who's at Sea Island. But by far the best Foley of them all is, is my little sister, Miss Kate Foley. She um, she's another diehard listener of yours, and um, going to be the best player in, in the family. So um, she uh, yeah. Last last we were talking, she she was looking to go over to I think St Andrews for for something. Any any update on that? So she still is in the process of applying for the Arnold Palmer scholarship. It, while it would be tough to have her that far away, we're, the family nucleus is very, very close. But um, to have the opportunity to go over there I, would be just incredible. I, I think if things go her way, she definitely wants to to head that way, despite you know what my mom and, and dad would say. But, uh, but they, they both want her to pursue it. So thanks for asking. She'll... Uh, She'll be thrilled that you remembered. Well, we 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 you know this can serve as a uh, as a letter of recommendation, exactly. and also I can't believe you Have said them. the Arnold Palmer scholarship. It's the Mr. Palmer it, scholarship. I know. God, Pam, come on, man, come on. <laughs> Again, don't I, forget your manners. I, see, Randy, I, you know I've, I've lost steps since since you and I were together last. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, he is Panther Mike on Twitter. Uh, I'd say the folks should they just hit you up for. Weekend tea times at Seminole? Is that the easiest? Nah, you know, I, I, it's the easiest no in the world. So <laughs> I, I, I can't help there. I can, can try to get you set up at, at Seminole and Tallahassee or Seminole Lake. But uh, for, for us here, it's, it's an easy no. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you, Panther Mike. Thank you, gentlemen. See Thanks you for all you do. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. See ya. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who